Hey everyone, Matt Lowe here. Welcome to the 43rd episode of Bouncing Back, a video series meant to give people who have been laid off to COVID-19 an opportunity to sell themselves to new employers in the ad industry. For this episode, we have Jay Shin, who is most recently a copywriting intern at McKinney. And Jay wasn't necessarily let go because of COVID. Uh, however, he just finished his internship at McKinney and is maybe having some trouble finding that next gig because of all the hiring freezes and everything that's going on in this current climate. But Jay, really happy to have you here. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Maybe just start off by telling everyone how you're dealing with this pandemic, where you're quarantining, and how you've been keeping busy the last few months. Yeah, I can give a quick timeline. So the pandemic started around late March, and I think just like many people, um, I wasn't aware how much of an impact that this would have. And so I've pretty much been nestling myself into my shoebox of an apartment in New York City and just trying to keep myself relatively sane by scribbling on the backdrop of the brick wall every now and then. And also just um, working on a few side projects. So around May, um, a good friend of mine and I started this side project called the Pep Talk Hotline, which we decided to just have this pre-recorded message um, on a burner phone where people can phone in and then they can listen to characters give different pep talks based off of their like life experience. So we had Dory from Finding Nemo, um, Bojack Horseman, and um, some guy from Game of Thrones, I forgot. <laughs> um, and right around June, that was when my internship with McKinney started. And so from June to beginning of August, um, I, was, uh, I was working as a copywriting intern at McKinney. And I just want to give a quick shout out to Alex Schulhofer. She is one of the best GCDs that I've worked with at McKinney. And thank you so much for all the wonderful experience. And now that my internship is over, I've started to do a lot more performance and comedy writing sketches, um, mostly on LinkedIn. And you can find most of my performance skits on LinkedIn using the hashtag JNannigans. Yeah, definitely. First, don't sell yourself short on that pep talk idea. I was taking a peek at your portfolio before and really fun and smart and definitely, I think you did more than three or four. I think you did quite a bit. So really a fun little side project. The downside to that is, is that like, I have to get very, or my partner and I have to get very experimental and crafty. And so like, we only could afford like the free burner accounts and those expire after like a month or so. And so uh, like most of the numbers have probably been deactivated by now, but then there are still a few that are still working. You just have to try a couple to find out which one's working. Yeah, really, really fun. I'm glad you at least got to intern at McKinney and that that wasn't canceled due to COVID. So I'm glad you got that experience. But maybe tell everyone about yourself and how you ended up in the advertising world. I know there's a little bit of a story. So if you don't talk about some of the things, I'll, I'll guide you there. But yeah, let everyone know just how you ended up where you're at today. Honestly, it started off as a whim just because um, I was working as a circus performer until 2018, and when my last contract ended, I was just wandering around the streets of San Francisco, and I found this school called Miami Ad School, and so I went in for at least an orientation, and I found out that, oh, like, there's actually a process to this certain madness that you guys do in advertising when it comes to concepting for campaigns or commercials. And so when I heard the orientation, I figured, okay, this is possibly something that I can give it a try, and so I spent two years just busting my brains out and then just hustling and bustling to try to create the portfolio that's well currently up online right now. And it's definitely been an interesting process because I think it wasn't until towards the end of like my last quarter that 
I took a look back at some of the, my work and I realized like, okay, this is not what I wanted to be reflective of in terms of the body of work that I wanted to showcase or present myself. And so I ended up scrapping most of the projects that I had um, or that I worked on for like the past seven quarters and decided to just fill it more with, okay, these are the brands that I'm more curious or I see some certain potential in terms of, I can take this to a different direction and I wanna just experiment with what are the possibilities that can come out from these different brands. Yeah, I think that's really important. I've, I've heard from so many people and even when I was in, you know, at, at Syracuse in the advertising program, I heard so much of, you know, don't do, you know, don't just do any work, do work that you're gonna wanna get hired for because you don't want to have all this work in your book and then you get hired and you're stuck doing work that you don't necessarily like. You should be hired for the work that you enjoy doing, which hopefully you show off in your book and which I checked out before and your book is great. So I think you get your tone through and it's really fun, but I'm not going to let you get away with just saying you were a circus performer. And then <laughs> you got to give a little bit more detail of what you were doing in the circus. Oh gosh. Like we're talking almost half a decade ago. So it was right around when I graduated college in 2011 that it was still like the middle of the economic recession. And so just take a graduate from a um, graduate with a liberal arts degree and having the economy have a different set of plans for you because they're pretty much like, sorry, you have like no job opportunities available with liberal arts degree. And so I found a job posting on Craigslist back when Craigslist was one of the most popular places to look for a job for, to get hired as a circus clown. And so I applied there and my first like gig was officially just like passing out popcorns to kids. And then from there, I started working on developing my acts with other clowns. And then from there, uh, it just started to become more of like a, traveling gig every now and then. So I would travel to different locations and make different friends and connections. And it wasn't until I probably stopped by uh, Sarasota, Florida that I just asked like, what's the next best possible thing to do? Because I wasn't making too much money as a circus clown. And so the ringmaster at the time just pointed up to the trapeze and told me like, okay, you can try doing that. And so when you're young and in your twenties and you feel very indestructible and you have nothing else to lose in life, then you just go and give it a try. And so, uh, I decided, okay, I'm just going to try developing an act on trapeze and just see how that works. And um, so once I developed an act for my trapeze, um, I was able to submit different audition process back when DVD was still a thing. And that's how I started to just um, develop a few seasonal and full-time opportunities. And after doing circus for a while, like my body just started to wear down. And so that's when I realized, okay, I definitely need um, reliable health insurance and <laughs> <laughs> and uh, definitely um, like something a little bit less impactful on my body. So, well, fast forward to 2018 and then that's how I landed in Miami at school and then 2020, COVID pandemic, and now I am just pretty much trapped in this Zoom box. Yeah, that, that pivot, of course, naturally makes sense from clown to trapeze to advertising. So I totally did. Do you think though, indirectly, that first gig as the clown was kind of your first, you know, opening into copywriting and humorous and, and you know, comedy writing? I think definitely just because there were a lot of times where we had to like think of what we're going to be performing. And so oftentimes the first phase of that is writing the sketches out. And then the second phase is just acting it out to see if it makes sense or not. 
like even as I'm posting uh, some of my like short performances on LinkedIn, it could completely be a hit or a miss. Like I recently posted just earlier today um, about I'm like I can wear multiple hats, and so I stacked up multiple hats. And then towards the end, um, when I tried to take out the last hat, there were like confetti coming down from it. And so we'll see how that goes. Like the very first video that I posted was a typewriter um, scene actually taken from Jerry Lewis, and that actually gained a lot of traction. And so I'm actually curious to see um, if I can actually make a career as a LinkedIn comedian. <laughs> hey, why not? I think I think the videos are super fun. So keep mm -hmm. those coming. Maybe tell everyone, I, I saw you intern at a few places. So maybe where you've worked and what clients you've worked on, whether it's at Miami Ad School or while interning at some of those agencies. Yeah, so um, aside from McKinney, the other two internships are directly through Miami Ad School's um, agency lab. And so the first one was at Gray, and I was mainly in charge of Applebee's and Volvo at the time. And with Volvo, it was mainly focused towards web copy and the CRM. With Applebee's, I had a lot of few opportunities. I had good opportunity to be able to write radio scripts and also do uh, social writing. And I was actually happy with being able to have the opportunity to go into um, go into the production studio and have one of my scripts recorded, even though like half of the script was taken over by like promotional deal of four, like you can get your four piece chicken for like five ninety nine or something like that. But then there was this one thing that the voice actor did during the production studio that um, one of the sound editor really liked. And so he just cut that part and then just kept on like repeating that one segment of the um, voice acting. And it just made the entire production studio laugh. And so I feel like, okay, I must be doing something right if I can still like make people laugh. Yeah, I think, I mean, I totally agree. And I know for me as a writer radio, is so much fun. My, one of my advertising professors said, you know, anytime there's a radio project, raise your hand and don't say no, because that's where you get to shine as a writer. And that's, you know, where you can really have fun and tell these stories that some budgets don't allow to, you know, to go in space. But right. in radio, you can go wherever you want for free. So radio is a really fun platform to write. And, and you know, I love it. And glad you got to at least produce a spot and get good experience there. Uh, with my other experience at Joan, it was definitely a different pivot from like a large well-structured agency because Joan is a small independent agency and so we were definitely required to be on hands and decks at most times and uh, we got to touch a lot of uh, like a little bit of everything that they had at the time like um, I remember just being involved in the initial uh, concepting for when they were or when they acquired Virgin Hotels as a client and um, also working on some few other brands that they were pitching for at the time, which, well, I can't say at the moment. So, uh, so that was interesting, just being able to get down to like the nitty gritty and the hustle bustle of what it's like to be in a small independent agency. Yeah, definitely good to get your hands dirty in that type of experience and just learn how that, you know, how it works and how pitches work and really good to just get thrown into the mix and and learn to swim because that's definitely the best way to learn. What would you say you're looking for in your next role wherever you end up? I think for me, as long as I can just keep um, pulling off my shenanigans and tomfoolery um, within, within certain boundary and respect to the agency, then I'm happy. Uh, definitely some, um, so it was interesting because as I was in my internship at McKinney, there was one part, 
one part of the internship where I was involved with the Samsung Mobile. And when I was writing the social copy for Samsung Mobile targeting gamers, um, there was a part of me that actually had a lot of fun uh, writing to gamers. And so I think if I had the opportunity to uh, for my next career or my next gig, I want to be involved with gaming like Xbox or PS4 or oh gosh, like if have you seen the new um, Fortnite parody of the Apple 1984? Like. Yeah, that was amazing. So if I can get involved in uh, projects like those, then like I'm done. I can just call it quits in advertising and just start <laughs> opening up my own coffee shop. <laughs> I agree. If you can recreate 1984 in a fun parody, sign me up. You know, totally awesome, and and love that they were willing and able to do that because really, really fun. What would you say are some of your best qualities? And I know you've touched on them a little bit, but. Mm. I'm definitely experimental and crafty if I have to be. So for me, I'm always just thinking about different possibilities. And I think for me, I want to separate myself a little bit now that I've graduated from ad school in terms of, I want to be able to create like my own work. And so part of that drive actually was what helped me and my partner produce the pep talk outline. And also, like if you go to my Tylenol work, I try to cure headache using ASMR. And so it's just like those kind of different experimentation that I'm looking forward to. When it comes to resourcefulness, I can definitely say like I'm a very like budgety. I am very comfortable working with like zero to no budget at all, which is pretty much the same thing. <laughs> um, just because I think what they teach you in ad school is that you don't have the access to like a lot of the stock images or stock videos. And so you ha definitely have to get a little bit more crafty in terms of, well, how are you going to get all the necessary assets so that you can make your imagination come to life? Yeah, I think being crafty, sorry, being crafty, especially in this industry is really important and you know, budgets are, are getting less and less each year and who knows where we'll be after COVID. So being able to one, wear a lot of hats like you showed in your video in a fun way, but also getting, you know, your hands dirty and learning to be resourceful is, is really important and a valuable asset. Right. And I'm also just hoping for the best for everybody in the advertising industry that are going through COVID-19 uh, just because I know that it is difficult and everybody has their own circumstances. So, well, I mean, I may be inexperienced, but then I am still there with you in this boat ride. So I hope that's some consolation prize. Yeah, definitely. When, what would you say maybe your favorite project that you've worked on, whether it was at Miami Ad School or at one of the internships was? Oh, gosh. So I think most of my projects that I like came from after I was done with Miami Ad School. And so the pep talk hotline is definitely one of my all-time favorite because I think it definitely demonstrated like what like I was capable of doing within well all the restrictions under COVID and definitely had to pull like different resources available like creating different or creating different emails so that I can sign up for burner phone numbers or like snipping different uh, segments of like memorable quotes that gives well people some pep talk. And so that was definitely one of the more fun projects that I worked on. Um, 
with my internship at McKinney, uh, I got a chance to touch a little bit on Little Caesars. And with Little Caesars, I think there's a bit of reputation that still lingers on from like the time that they were with Barton F. Graff. And so uh, it was also, it was kind of like a challenge that I kind of set towards myself in that, well, I wonder if I can either like live up to the expectation that Little Caesars had with Barton F. Graff or like completely overcome it and just make him like making my own thing. <laughs> and it was definitely challenging because I think when a brand gets transferred to a different agency, then it's kind of like, it kind of gets rebranded itself. And so it was definitely like not, I guess like in a way, like it was a different type of humor that McKinney had as opposed to Barton F. Graff. And it was also just like fun being able to work on like uh, just being able to like throw different ideas for Little Caesars in terms of like different social or activation ideas. And well, we'll see if any of those come to fruition after like after the agency meets with the client. So just keeping my fingers crossed. Yeah, Little Caesars is an iconic, you know, brand. Some of the work that BFG did for them. And I'm sure, like you said, you know, McKinney kind of has their hands full, but it's also a great opportunity to bring them down a new line of you know humor and different types of spots so i know personally really excited to see where that ends up because some of those spots that you know barton did were, were some of my favorites right well i'm still hoping that like jerry graff reopens barton f graff but then instead of calling it 9000 he can call it like 9001 yeah hopefully do do something but i'm, I'm sure this is you know that isn't the last we'll we'll see of him <laughs> what would you what would you say agencies will be getting if they did reach out and hire you Oh gosh, I feel like that's a million dollar question in terms of like, how do you sell yourself? Um, they will definitely be getting somebody that's hardworking and dedicated and uh, that's not afraid to challenge conventional standards uh, because I'm not afraid to push the envelope a bit or even like if push comes to shove, then I'm definitely not afraid to shove some few ideas down the pipeline. And I think for me, like, uh, I get excited over a lot of different possibilities and just being able to not just think about my imagination, but then just create my imagination, if that makes sense. And so you will definitely be getting a lot of like um, wacky imagination and just trying to figure out, okay, how can I make this wacky imagination come to life? Yeah, well, that's, I think what we're all paid to do. So I think bringing some wacky imagination to life is for sure what agencies want. So hopefully someone's listening here and We'll give you a call or shoot you a note once I post this, but I think that's, that's it for me. Unless there's anything I didn't touch on that you want to say, you know, the last question is if there is a dream client or agency that you want to give a little shout out to. Oh gosh, there's definitely a lot in regards to agencies, but then I think it might be easier for me to just uh, give a shout out to different people that I want to work for. So I think like the first one would be PJ Pereira from Pereira Odell because I read on his LinkedIn bio that he practices karate and kung fu and he's looking for somebody to practice his martial arts skill. And so I wanna actually just challenge him to a fight using my capoeira skills. And so the interesting thing is, is like I'm Asian and I'm practicing a Brazil, like an Afro-Brazilian martial arts and he's Brazilian practicing an East Asian martial arts. And so there's definitely a bit of a cultural crossover there and we'll see if it's cultural appropriation or not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the next person, I think, Jerry Graff, but I'm going to have to wait and see if Barton F. Graff actually does reopen as 9001. Um, 
The other person that's recently caught my interest over the past year is uh, Jeff Benjamin from Tombres. And I was mainly just um, attracted to his work because he was the person that um, helped create the subservient chicken back in, I think, like the, like the mid 2000s. And it was kind of like around the peak of um, like this technological innovation that you can do for like before a lot of like these uh, social activations started to happen across the industry. And so if I can spend like 30 minutes and just like pick his creative brain, then I would be super happy just to even like have 30 minutes of Zoom time to chat with him. Uh, who else would be a good person? Um, in regard to agency, I think there's one right now, uh, Terry and Sandy, just because they recently won an FE. And for me, whenever I see, whenever I hear an agency win an FE, I think that's very impressive just because like it's a measure of um, efficiency. And so I think it's kind of like fact checking in a sense of how effective was this campaign. And so like um, that's something that definitely attracts me is, is this, like, is this efficient or was this campaign successful in delivering the metric that it wanted to deliver? Yeah, Tara and Sandy are great, you know, definitely love, love the work they put out. And like you said, they just won, you know, most effective independent agency, which is a, a big award. So hopefully someone there is listening to this and, and gives you a shout because they're awesome. So that, that'd be great. And love your, your pivot answer here of instead of agencies or brands, more, more the people and I think that's, you know, really smart and, and something people do in this industry is instead of chasing, you know, the brands or the, the agency, it is people they want to work for is a, a smart way to, to go about it. Right. I mean, I'm not going to chase that. Like, I'm not going to give up on my dream of like one day, I hope that I can end up in like Wyden and Kennedy some or Droga or other agencies that are highly reputable. At the same time, um, I think it's also the people that makes it interesting. And so, oh, sorry, I forgot one more person. Um, Greg Hahn, who recently started his own agency, Mischief. Um, because I followed his work during his time back at BBDO, and it was definitely interesting for me to watch. And I think he has like a proven track record of um, how to succeed in advertising. And so they haven't, like the agency itself, it hasn't really shown any work at the moment, but then I'm excited to see um, I'm excited to see like what kind of campaign that they come out with in the future. Yeah, I, I've worked with Greg before. I've been at BBDO for you know a little more than five years, and and Greg is great. You know, just such a smart person, and and the way he thinks, and you know, the work he does really speaks for itself. So definitely, mischief, like you said, they haven't put out work yet, but I know when they when they do, it's going to be amazing. And I think it's really smart what what they're trying to do there, and kind of reinventing the wheel of how these agencies work. So I'm curious to see, just you know, like you are, and I'm sure many others what they'll do, clients they'll work on, and, and the work they're going to put out. But definitely excited for that. Right. Well, if you have connections to Greg Hahn, then I am going to shamelessly ask you to connect me with him. <laughs> I'll, I'll try my best. <laughs> Maybe um, one last question, even though I know I said the last one, but now knowing you do martial arts, what else do you like to do outside of you know work and advertising and, and maybe the circus? Oh gosh, like these days, um, because of social distancing and quarantine, like there's really like not much I can do except to focus on writing my comedy skit um, and just like reaching out to different people and just asking, hey, do you want to do this comedy skit with me through Zoom? Like one of the comedy skits that I'm currently working on is uh, Zoom Purgatory, where the afterlife is just an endless cycle of Zoom meeting. And so 
just imagine that. Like, imagine it's like too close to home. <laughs> just imagine like, oh, your afterlife is just dictated through an endless cycle of Zoom meetings. And the other skit that I'm hoping to actually get uh, Pablo Rochad involved is um, tidying up your desktop with Marie Kondo. And so, it, like, the scripts are still in kind of a development, but then I'm hoping to just pump them out within like the next week or two and just start recording recording the skit either by myself or just with the help of a friend. Nice. So I'm really excited to see those come to life. Thanks so much for, you know, doing something like this, taking time out of your day. What would you say is the best way for people to get in touch with you? Oh gosh. Um, LinkedIn, definitely. Uh, you can just definitely, you can just search me under J A E S H I N. And, uh, the other way, I well, like want to give them my phone number, but then I'm afraid of robocalls, and so I. Uh, Please you for your phone number. <laughs> or I can just also give them my email, like shin.jw11 at gmail.com. Awesome. Or, yeah. Or, well, thanks. Thanks so much for for doing this, and I think that's a wrap for the 43rd episode of Bouncing Back. If you know anyone who may want to sell themselves to recruiters looking for talent in the ad industry. Have them shoot me an email at malow930 at gmail.com. And now you can also check out all these episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts under Bouncing Back in Advertising. Thanks a lot, Jay. Thank you so much. Later. Bye.